I do still feel confident that it will be there, Ben. I, I, I can't say that it'll be the current form that it is today. I, I do think it'll probably be a shell of the form that it is today or the system that it is today. But, you know, we have to think about the people that are currently earning and paying into the system. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. Thanks for joining us here on Unlocking Your Financial Future. I'm Ben George alongside Ben Schrock as we get set for another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. We're going to start a series on Social Security and the misunderstandings that sometimes we have with Social Security. And we're doing so with a guy that deals with it quite a bit. He's NSSA accredited. It's Ben Schrock. Ben, how are you doing? Doing well. Um, running on fumes right now <laughs> with the little guy at home. Two little guys. So, uh, don't mind me if I nod off a little bit in here. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure you make sense today. If you go off the rails a little bit, we'll bring you back in. But there go. how has that process been so far, uh, welcoming your second baby? Yeah, it's it's actually been awesome. So now we have two boys, Henry, and our second is Monroe. So we I'll give you a little background on that. We actually liked the name Henry at first. So before we even had Henry, we liked that name. And we went with it, and we found out that it was Caitlin's uh, grandfather's name. Okay. Or great-grandfather's name, I'm sorry. So once we knew we were having a boy with number two, we figured, well, let's dig in a little bit deeper. Let's check out other great-grandfather's names. So we found out that it's actually her great-grandfather's name on her, on her mom's side. So we uh, just kind of went with it. So I guess if there is another future Shrock in the in the plans. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that right now on air, but um, if there is, we might have to stick to that that plan. That's kind of cool. Well, that's pretty awesome. So congratulations. Glad Thanks. everybody's doing well. And hopefully uh, you'll get a little more sleep as, as the days wear on. But uh, we know how that goes and I'm, I'm right there with you in the same boat. So I feel your pain right now. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Mis so, misery loves company. Yeah, exactly. We'll get along pretty well in this, this episode. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into social security misunderstandings in just a second, but I want to start off with a recent headline that kind of ties into this topic and get your reaction to the news that the Social Security Administration, they recently announced that retirees will be getting a 1.6% cost of living adjustment on their monthly benefits starting in 2020. So will that increase matter at all to your clients or is this essentially irrelevant? Yeah, you know, I, I think any increase is beneficial, re regardless of the dollar amount or how big or how small it is. Because prior to, I think it was about 2017 is where we, I think it was 2017, I'd have to brush up on that. But for a while there, we were not even getting any raises. We were pretty stagnant. But really, if you dive in a little deeper, you're going to find out for those that are on Medicare age 65 and old, older, like it did in 2018 and again here in 2019, and once again, forecasting in 2020, the Medicare Part B charge, if you will, went up. So this year in 2019 is 13550 a month, and it's going up to 14460 a month for those that have income less than a certain threshold. They do do a surcharge in there if you have too high of an income. But a lot of times when we see the, the cost of living adjustments on Social Security, we get excited. And then we look in a little deeper and say, well, we're actually paying a little bit more for Medicare Part B. So do we really even get a benefit or an increase? So it kind of brings us back down to reality. But again, overall, it does help. Any increase is going to help a little bit. Yeah, any increase is a nice thing to have. So something to kind of keep an eye on for 2020. The benefits will be going up by 1.6%. All right. So th that takes us to our main topic today, which is social security misunderstandings. We're going to do a four 
part series on this topic and run through four of the, the biggest misunderstandings when it comes to Social Security from what age you should be taking that benefit and you know, what taxes might be looming if there are taxes. And we're going to start off today with the idea that Social Security is going broke. And so we do this with Ben because Ben is, as I mentioned, NSSA accredited. He has a, a lot, he does a lot of work with his clients on Social Security, even offers an in-depth Social Security analysis. His team over at BA Schrock Financial Group, which you can find online at bashrock-fg.com. You can also find their guide to maximizing your Social Security benefits on his website as well. So a lot of great information there. And that's why I wanted to bring that topic to the podcast and get into it. So let's begin today with, with this part one on this idea of Social Security going broke. So when you have clients come in a lot, is this a topic and a concern for many people that you work with? It is. And honestly, it's really kind of what made me dive into the system itself and actually learn the Social Security system. Because in my youth, in my younger years as an advisor, uh, we got that question a lot. And a lot of times we would just say, yeah, take it early, take it now, because it might not be there when when you need it. So, you know, the fact of the matter that the trust fund itself is, uh, we always say it's hemorrhaging money, it's, it, you know, going down. It is a little bit worrisome, but I do not really believe that it is going broke. Uh, you know, I, there's points in times, there's years that they've given us in forecasting it um, in terms of where it's in, in trouble, but I don't think it's really ever going to, going to go broke uh, because uh, for a couple reasons, which we'll get into uh, today. So again, but it is something that, you know, uh, causes a lot of anxiety for people, especially, you know, for someone like my parents, your parents, you know, people in that older generation, that baby boomer generation that have uh, paid into it for 35, 40 plus years, they're thinking, man, I've paid a lot of money into the system. Uh, what if it isn't what it's all made up to be? Or, or what if it does go broke? Am I really going to be in trouble? And, and to what extent? What does that really mean to my plan? Right. So you say that this is a misunderstanding and you kind of started getting into it. So give me yeah. the truth behind it. So wh what what's going to keep Social Security afloat? Why, why am I not concerned about this if I'm getting close to retirement right now? Okay. So I guess I'll start out where kind of the issue point is. So if we dive into it, the root of, of the problem, I guess, aside from, you know, getting into politics and saying each side has robbed it blind for years, is really the, the baby boomer generation. So currently, I think the baby boomer generation is about 75 million individuals out there. So there's a lot of people, a lot of boomers. And currently, there's only about 39 million on it or taking it over 65. So in 2031, Ben, at that point in time, the last boomer of the last year will be of full retirement age, which is 67. Okay. okay. So at that point in time, there'll be 75 million boomers on Social Security if they're still alive, that is. Right. So again, there's a lot of mouths to feed, right? So there's a big draw on this money. All right. So the point at which Social Security is projecting the trouble point is the year 2035. It was 2034. All right. And they bumped it back a year because of the operating and, and they've been making some money inside there. So in 2035, now they're saying Social Security is only going to have enough money coming in to pay out 75% of scheduled benefits. So at that point in time, they're saying, well, we're, we're kind of in trouble, right? We only have enough money coming in the door to take care of 75 percent of our retirees. So at that point, if nothing's done or changes are not made, ultimately, could they cut benefits by 25%? I do think so. That's an extreme. Now, is there any politician out there that's going to run on that ticket? Not if they want to get elected. <laughs> right. So, because um, they control a lot, a big uh, portion of our votes. 
So knowing those things and, and looking at the system itself, I don't think it will be 2035. I think they're going to do some things internally. I, I really think they're going to increase the FICA tax substantially. And for those of you that don't know what FICA tax is, it's the tax that you're paying into the system, into Social Security, that comes out of your paycheck automatically. So I do think they're going to increase that cap. Um, offhand, I think it's uh, $130,000, $140,000 range right now. So for those individuals making over that, I always pick on our old buddy, LeBron James, who's now in, in L.A., so he's not really our buddy, um, <laughs> being from Cleveland. But, um, you know, someone that's making multi-multi-millions a year, he's paying the same as someone that makes, you know, $140,000 into the FICA tax. So, again, grabbing some more dollars on those top earners, I think, is is a natural way to, you know, revive the system a little bit. Okay. So you said, you know, they... They had the projection at 2034, pushed it back a year. So let's look beyond that a little bit. And, and I know we have some listeners that, you know, a little bit younger to this podcast. And, you know, even for you and I, Ben, you know, you look at you look down the road a few decades and say, OK, how concerned should we be even that far out? You know, we're talking 2045 or 2050. Is this going to be a concern or do we think, you know, you still feel confident that they'll kind of get this thing righted? Yeah, I do still feel confident that it will be there, Ben. I, I, I can't say that it'll be the current form that it is today. I, I do think it'll probably be a shell of the form that it is today or the system that it is today. But, you know, we have to think about the people that are currently earning and paying into the system and, and some of the reform that's going to happen to revive it. I do believe, again, all this stuff that I'm kind of mentioning or suggesting, I'll, I'll kind of put a disclaimer. This is kind of my beliefs. So I am kind of you know, predicting some stuff. I won't say it's actual truth, but um, looking at it that way, I, I do think they'll start pushing back retirement age even further. So they, they did start changing that not too long ago where some of us are 66, some are 66 in two months, six months, eight months, 10 months, all the way to 67. So for individuals like ourselves, our, our full retirement age is 67. Now, I don't think it'll be 67. I think our full retirement age might be 70, might be 75. Oh. Part of the reason is that draw on the money, you know, the fact that the trust fund is is in a little bit of uh, bad shape. And the other part is people are living longer. So they're going to look at it and say, well, if I'm going to live till I'm 100 or 105 or whatever the, the actuaries will say at that time, that same draw on that money for our lifetime should be the same for the people that have been receiving it their whole lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. 75 is a very scary <laughs> number. It, it is. <laughs> I, I I don't plan on working that long, although if you ask Caitlin, she might make me work that long. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a scary number. So yeah, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. I'm glad is it, I'm glad that you do feel confident in that. It makes me feel a little bit better because I do worry about that number. And, and having put into that, I know a lot of people listening to this have probably started working at a young age. I know my first job was I think 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been I've been paying into it for quite some time now, and I'd hate to see that benefit go away completely. So I'm glad that that is uh, an option down the road. But in terms of ages, we'll get into that in the next part in terms of what age you should draw on. I know the retirement age is going to change, but when you should actually take that benefit, that's going to be our big focus for part two. But I know that anybody that has questions about Social Security and the benefits and any of these things we're going to get into in the series can come talk to your office and you guys will kind of help walk them through that process, right? Absolutely. And to the younger listener, too, if that's something that we're concerned with, okay, and it's something that we're aware of or we're worried about, I would always encourage them to, you know, take what you're 
we're, we're paying into FICA, which is right around 6.5%, give or take a few points there. But take that portion and save that alternate somewhere else. You know, Go put that 6.5% of your paycheck in, in a savings account, in an IRA, in a Roth, uh, in an alternative investment. It doesn't matter, but save that somewhere else. Be disciplined um, because ultimately if it does happen, you're going to say, well, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I saved outside of Social Security. I always tell our younger clients that, don't view Social Security as your means of retirement, okay? Because I think we'll be badly mistaken or, or really, really upset if we are banking fully on Social Security being our, our main source of income in retirement. Yeah, that's great advice. So if you want any more advice or want to get any kind of feedback on Social Security or want your own questions answered, Ben Schrock and his team at B.A. Schrock Financial Group, they serve the Cleveland and the Akron area. Their office is right there in Wadsworth. You can find them online, bashrock-fg.com. As I mentioned, they have their guide to maximizing your Social Security benefits right there. Plus, you can set up a time to get an in-depth Social Security analysis, which we'll talk more about during this series. Uh, You can also call them 330-473-1060. So, Ben, thanks for... Welcome me, t- pull me back from that ledge a little bit in terms of worrying <laughs> about Social Security. I- I'm glad that uh, you feel confident. I know you're, you've, you've really kind of studied this subject quite a bit. So your confidence gives me a little confidence as well. well I'm glad to help and uh, part therapist, part financial advisor. <laughs> we'll take both roles. And uh, part-time sleeper as well. Good luck with uh, <laughs> yeah. catching up on some of those uh, some of those hours with the new baby. Thanks. That'll do it for us here on Unlocking Your Financial Future. Again, part two is coming uh, in a week. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. And we'll talk more about the ages in which you should draw your Social Security. That's all next on Unlocking Your Financial Future. Thank you for listening. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with a U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.